Yeah. I'm muddy on the lawn. Yeah. This is Jerry the Gnome. I just want to say, Merry Christmas, Growlix Podcast. All my gnome buddies and I, we're getting together with the sock monkeys. And we're coming out. And we're going to have a good time. So have a great Merry Christmas. This is Jerry the Gnome, out here on the lawn, watching in your house, making sure you're okay. Guarding the house, because that's what us lawn gnomes do. We're out here. We're looking. We're watching. Because the gnomes are going to rise up and keep away all the bad stuff. So don't diss any gnomes. This is Jerry the Gnome. Have a good one. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Melanie. And in the future, when you interface with your audio-visual recording systems, your AI will kind of take over a little bit, but it won't tell you about it, just so you don't feel bad. This is Randy. In the future, you too can sound like an auto-tuned Cyberman. Just fire up Skype, Discord, or Google Hangouts. They'll all do it. This is Jesse. In the future, we'll actually have feasible national mass transit figured out. So when my car breaks down, multi-pass. We just need to figure out teleportation, and then all our bam, all our problems are gone. Yeah. I, I hate cars. I hate them with a passion. Your job would be gone, and my job might be gone, but... Actually, both of our jobs would be gone, yes, but it's worth it. It is worth like, it. Give me they wouldn't give me travel time, but yeah. Especially during winter. I wouldn't hate winter so much, because I'd just never go outside. Right. But, you know, if we... You could always wear shorts? Yeah. Yep. And they could have, like, teleportation technicians all over that that we can go be those jobs and probably make more money. Although when you glitch, you would turn into the fly. I was going to say, teleportation technician reminds me that there's probably going to be glitches and accidents, and that's well, horrifying. No, there's just going to be like another dimension <laughs> we create that we just throw all our mistakes into and we pretend like it never happened. <laughs> this sounds incredible. Wow. What? <laughs> is that So is that going to be like the Cronenberg? Mm-hmm, exactly. That's, what, that's really what I was thinking. Don't even think about it, Morty. We're just, we're, let's just watch TV. That's better than just drowning them in a tube <laughs> and li- keeping them all stored downstairs for some reason. Yeah. Right, Those right. Are clones. It's not the same. Tiny Rick! Welcome to the Grolix Podcast, episode number 735. <laughs> uh, 59! 59. That's a pretty good number. Good, solid number. Round bits all around. I like it. Round bits all around for the most part, yeah. yeah. Double edgy. Fifty five is a little edgy. I make it look like an S. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> so edgy. It's a long story. You know, with no explanation, somebody <laughs> listening to this is like, what? I know what that is? Uh, that may or may not even be on the Patreon feed. That's gonna. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's gonna trigger somebody though. They're gonna be like, I kind of want to watch some uh, some CW for some reason. <laughs> like. Why why do I want to watch Legends of Tomorrow? <laughs> this episode we're going to be talking about we're going to conclude conclude our conversation about John Constantine Hellblazer Volume 1 Original Sin. Hey, we're going to be just Hey, where do we get that idea? From the poll list. What's that? The poll list is a list that <laughs> it's a poll that that's a list of poll options, and then you pick one, and and that's the poll, and then we read it. I like your hey hey hey. Does that does that ever get hacked by Russia? Probably. <laughs> okay okay hey hey, who won? Who won this one? <laughs> uh, oh, that's my job. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know who won, but I'll tell you who had the biggest audience size. <laughs> yeah, who's got the best ratings? Uh, the one that the, I don't know yet. <laughs> the, <laughs> that's still my job. Okay, so so if we know what the poll list is next month, <laughs> do we know what the poll list is? 
If you visit our website, GrawlixPodcast.com, you'll find somewhere a poll list where you can vote on what we read. Yes, you. You. Listen to what you, you. listen. You listen. You get a vote on what we read. Uh, every month, we pick whichever one has the most votes, and that's what we read and discuss next month. And so, uh, currently, we're working off the debt left over from our uh, Constantine pick, because that was a long book. Uh but right now, we're going to take a look at see what our fantastic website visitor, visitors and podcast listeners voted on last whatever. It's We're picking next month. <laughs> okay, you better, you better have the, like the letters page queued up because today and our winner is Paper Girls Volume 1 TPB. All right. Yep. <laughs> Paper Girls, volume... Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, do you want to launch into the letters page already? Should we... So, so I, I, feel, I feel like we should because it's totally... Uh, it, that's one of them, right? I mean, I, I guess. It is. Okay, well, normally we would do this segment towards the end of the show, but we have content, context relative in letters. Content. So, hopefully, you'll also hear a new letters page intro that I have not... Yet recorded. Letters page. No. Nah. Ooh. <laughs> okay. No. That was good. That's good, Melanie. Yeah. Now I have to play the Melanie role. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> she just chuckles a little bit. You're, you, you do a really good lumpy space princess. See, I can't even do it because I think it's too much fun. Lumpy space princess. Yep. Okay. This letter come to us. All the way from Matthew Downs. Hey guys, I just heard Jesse's rant about not having the full run of the first volume for Paper Girls. First, let me start by saying the hidden camera in his home didn't show me that he was missing issues two through six. Sorry. Yes, I was the one. Oh, this needs to be read kind of like a Jesse's uh, villain. villain. Yes, I was the one who added it to the poll list. <laughs> right, right. It's a really great read, and I'm hoping that you all get an opportunity to read and discuss it. Well, it turns out we do. Now for a sales pitch on a way you can get to read it digitally for free. Ooh. There is a digital library program called Hoopla. I've heard of this thing, I think. No, I don't own stock in it. I'm, by the way, I'm sorry for reading it with this tone. I don't know why. That's just the tone that's happening. Uh... Basically, if you have a library card from your local library and said library is a supporter to it, I'm guessing Hoopla, you can download and read books, comics, movies, and audiobooks through your phone or tablet. That does sound pretty awesome. I don't have a library card, though. I'm scared, too. Why are you scared? Oh, man, you guys have a great library. Because um, once when I was young, I may have given one of my library books away as a birthday present to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and that's got to be a huge fine, right? Like they they're like you're never allowed to have a library card again, you bad person. But it It's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry library, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, woo. Okay. It works like a regular library checkout program. The only restrictions are you get an X amount of checkouts a month. They have a rather extensive list of comics to read. That's awesome. So if you like me, mm, if you like, if you like me, that's not what it says. <laughs> so, if you're like me, you go through the allotment pretty quick. The plus side is I am supporting my library, and I get to discover new books without forking over the clams, moolah, dineros, or cash. You may want to take a look into it as an alternative to stuff you may not uh, you may not want to fork the cash out for, or to just sample different stuff. Hope this is helpful. It is, Matt D. It's super helpful. World's tallest midget. Yeah, thank you, Matthew. That is a great suggestion. And, yeah, I've never gone to the library since living in Omaha. Or really? since I'd moved to You've Omaha. You've never been to any of them? Mm-mm. You guys yeah. totally should, because uh, last time I went to the Omaha Public Library, it was pretty extensive. But Fremont Public Library leaves something to be desired. That being said, I'm still totally going to check out Hoopla to see if it's connected, mm -hmm. because I know that my wife uses OverDrive, and uh, she gets uh, she gets connected to some pretty excellent books. So I will definitely be uh, looking into that. And uh, I'm sorry that your hidden cameras are not more reliable. 
I mean, I know it's a real investment, both in time and money. And uh, I know I told you this via a personal email earlier because of recording schedules and whatnot. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I guess uh, espionage is the highest form of flattery. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you bumped that up. Wait, some- that's not that's not how that saying goes, is it? You got to bump that up to some 4K cameras, man. They will be able to read what's on the spines. Um, man, I'm gonna have to call back those drones that I have uh, circling Peter David's house now until I figure out what that saying actually is. <laughs> um, what is Paper Girls about? I have no idea what Paper Girls is about. It's a mystery. Oh. I don't know that it's a mystery, but I, I yeah, I don't know. Is it a mystery? I don't know. I could go for a good mystery. <laughs> yeah, I have no <laughs> idea. Regardless. Regardless, Paper Girls is our strong winner. We had a four-way tie. It's not anymore. It's Paper Girls. Yeah, so we'll be... Matt, we're going to read your pick. But guess what? Matt ain't done yet. Oh, no. This guy has lots to say. So... What else does he say? We're going to take a trip. We're going to take a flashback to Roundabout's episode number 20-something, Butt Static. What's that about? Remember Butt Static? Maybe. I remember it. I remember it being unpleasant. But why? Why is it unpleasant? I'm just going to go ahead and play this clip. Uh, Just know that there's a lot of references to stuff in an earlier episode. And I'll talk more about that when I get back. But listener, if you're confused, you have to go listen to this episode. Actually, I went back and listened to this episode after listening to this. And it was worth worthwhile listen. So hold on. I did too. Yeah. Here we go. Audio. Hello, Grolix Podcast. Melanie, Randall, Jesse, this is Matt D. So I'm going through your archives and I'm listening to old episodes. And this feedback has to relate with episode 24, Butt Static, or Spunk Fun. Anyway, um, yeah, I just can't help but notice how much uh, how much hate speech Melanie can spew out towards uh, the women in Why the Last Man, not to mention her blatant uh, sexism in referring to that she hates all women. I mean, come on. Really, girl? Jeez. You know? <laughs> and then let's not forget about the racism when you talk about Iron Man. Holy cow. I didn't know there was so much hate in you, Melanie. <laughs> not to mention, when you start talking about steamies and diesels with Thomas the Tank, I didn't realize you hated Thomas the Tank so much. Man, you're making children everywhere cry. Well, that's all I really have for feedback for this particular episode. Other than it was spunktastic, spunk fun, and spunky. Well, anyway, (laughs) still going through your archives. You guys are doing a great job. Really love the show. And I look forward to hearing you in future episodes. Also, I have to say that I love the intros. When In the future, I'd probably sit in my car driving home thinking about other possible things that would be hilarious for in the future segments. It's just got a lot, a lot of stuff. So, well, anyway, uh, enough rambling on my end, and I tried to keep this as clean as possible so you don't have to growl me out. Anyway, take it easy and have a good one. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I do have a lot of hate in my heart. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> <laughs> that was in my response. I was like, I can't wait to hear what Melanie has to say about this. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, you know, you got to let Matt it out, D, though. Matt D., thank you. Okay, first off, hey, you come up with some good future predictions, Matt. Slide them my way because I have trouble, and it was my <laughs> idea in the first place. So yeah. uh, I'll pay you in more Grolix airtime. <laughs> That's worth something. <laughs> yeah, is that payment or threat? Uh, A little bit, bit of both. Yeah, that was very nice. Very nice message. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to go, like, I still didn't catch the tr- Thomas the Train Engine bit. I don't remember that. They're creepy. The creepy faces and the creepy faces that have, like, the body in, in the train. Oh. You know those ones? Oh. Okay, okay, yep. And then the Iron Man racism. Hmm. I don't recall that reference. But I went through and I, I did listen to a chunk of episode 24. And it was fun. And I caught the spunky bit. Because we were debating if that was a grolixable term, <laughs> and it, why do you give me a look when you say that? <laughs> I, I'm sure you had a hand in this conversation, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm into it because you're the one that, yeah, you're the sure. one that would make it. I was grolixable. Say, 
We we had quite the uh, quite the debate about it in that episode where it was like, is that is that dirty? Well, if you use it that way, I'm always gonna take it dirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure where he's at now. I'm sure he's a couple episodes ahead if he's still like on track because he's been blazing through these things. Yeah, I mean, wow. If you're on, I mean, we're on episode fifty something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 58, 59, 59. And uh, he's he's already he's already on twenty four. Can we nickname him Spunky Brewster? Spunky Brewster? Uh, yeah, you can nickname him anything you want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right. Matt. From you're, now on, you're spunky. From now on, uh, Matt, you will be referred to as Spunky Brewster. All right. You're gonna have to change your Blogspot URL <laughs> to reflect this. Uh, this is an official change. Uh, you will get your new birth certificate and social security card in the mail shortly. Matt Delicious, am I right? What? <laughs> <laughs> so I have a, one other audio clip I want to play. I debated playing it because I think it requires more explanation than we have time to give. I can't even remember which episode it is, but I know what he's referring to. Okay. But I'm going to play it because... Let's see if we know. Yeah, yeah. Trivial Pursuit. (laughs) Hello. This is Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. Not Ron Oberman. Ron Swanson. Ron... Swanson. Ron Swanson eating Chinese. Ron Swanson. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got it. <laughs> oh man. I don't know where the eating Chinese came from, but Oh. oh. Wow, wow, Matt, you broke Jesse. <laughs> uh, so he sent this in an email with no no text to it. It was just this audio file. And I started That's playing it. Better. I'm like, that is the best. I was like, what what is this? This is kind of creepy. And then like and then I was like, oh yeah. Spunky, I am your fan now. <laughs> wow so <laughs> so thank you man yes thank you <laughs> oh lord can we start the show <laughs> oh <laughs> I don't know how much longer I can do this. <laughs> wow, you, Matt, you, you really did break him. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Uh, did we? Uh, is there anything else from from Matt? I don't think we could stand with anything else from Matt <laughs> yeah. at the moment. I think we got it. But 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 uh, sidebar. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many times you email us, we will react to it. Please do. Please oh, continue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh Lord! Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna take my blood pressure after this. Oh man, that was kind of yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> now I want Chinese food. You want Chinese food now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on. To John Constantine? Constantine. Constantine. John Constantine. Hellblazer. Hellblazer, which is not a type of ghost jacket. No, it's not a ghost jacket or like a, were you picturing like a, something like the drive guy would wear, except it wouldn't be a scorpion on the back. It'd be something else. It'd be on fire. Yeah. Oh, was it, uh, and then he drives was him. it not Mark Par, not Mark Paul Gosler, but, uh, Ryan, what's his name? Ryan Gosling. Gosling? Yeah. Yeah. Him. He's, he's a, he's a real human being, a real hero. So is Mark Paul Gosler. <laughs> Who's Mark Paul Gosler? Zach, I was from Zach Attack. Oh, oh Zach! Wake Attack. up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay, 
yeah, so we, we discussed what essentially amounted to issues one through three last month, mm-hmm. episode before the last episode. And now we're going to discuss the whole rest of the book because this thing was almost 300 pages and it's fairly wordy and we didn't have time to read the whole thing in one month. So We're procrastinators. But, you know, I kind of blew through the second part of the book much faster, I think. I did that also. Yep. And it's way longer, too. So where do we start? Uh, We start at the his niece or whatever that one. Right. Yes. Yeah. And this this was a uh, NBC episode, too. Interesting. So this is the first thing that I actually was like, oh, I know this story. And honestly, I think this is the only one I recognize so far. I don't remember if it was off mic or during the pre-show you were talking about how what we read for the last month's episode was kind of seemed like setup, and this really felt like getting into proper Constantine stories. Yes, I, and I think that they were laying the groundwork, like they were talking about um, the Damnation Army versus the uh, Salvation Army, and uh, that's where I was like, okay, this feels like a proper story arc now, Mm -hmm. whereas everything felt like a one-off before that. Last time we were talking about Margaret Thatcher, and he's hanging upside down, and he's in hell, and then boom, he's not. Because he had a string of luck. Oh yeah, they don't really address it, do they? Nope. I don't mind that, because that's like, um, I mean, if it was like a bigger cliffhanger type thing, because he was out of immediate danger... But I don't mind it because it's like, you know, he's left in like a not a great situation. And then we jump in and it's just like, oh, and here's another adventure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They left us hanging, literally. <laughs> yep. Because he was hanging upside down. Boom. I really was digging like these set of stories. The first three weren't bad. And maybe it was an issue of like trying to rush through as much as I could. But like I was really getting into the stories on this on this one. Like I like the, the first one with the little girl. That introduces... A lot of stuff that continues forward as an ongoing plot line because you've got Zed and mm-hmm. you've got the Damnation Army or not? Yeah, no, is it's the it? Damn yeah. Nation Army and the what's the one called? Resurrection something. Salvation. Oh no, or, yeah, something. Resurrection. It's it's one of the two. Yeah, I don't think it's the Salvation Army because I'd have remembered that because Salvation <laughs> Army is a thing. Like, wait, that's not what you mean. What you think it means? Yeah, and they have the Pyramid of Prayer kind of scheme going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a pyramid scheme of prayer. Yeah, literally a pyramid scheme. But it works. Well, that's the thing. Like, they are, they're schemesters, but also, like, legit. Like, resurrection crusaders. Resurrection crusaders. That's it. Also, we, uh, Constantine's family. I've never once thought about Constantine's family, but he has family. He has a right, sister. Right. I, I was trying to think. I was trying to think, like, if that. If they change that part of the story or not in the TV show, because it seems like that would be problematic in the TV show. Yeah, I don't know. I hate to put on airs. I almost for their sh- for sure thought they were going to call off his niece. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. Like this book seemed like and is and continues to be from what we've read. Um, e- anything can happen, and bad things right. can happen. Like, oh man, can they? This book goes to some uncomfortable places and killing off his niece yeah. at the hands of a creepy somewhat simple-minded was it nurgle or whatever his name is, is that what his name was Mm-mm. something was it i don't know he was a weird dude who was killing children yep i thought nurgle, nurgle. was a demon yep i don't know well i'm talking about nurgle i don't know i don't know <laughs> well i'm talking about nurgle <laughs> <laughs> Shut your old mouth. I just talking about Nurgle. <laughs> I thought the guy that, I thought whatever was killing the kids was a, a guy. Nurgle comes next, but like, yeah, you're right. But you know, without having really having to get into the ins and outs of every story, I like it because there's there's a lot of like this. Is you've kind of got a few of the one-off quote unquote monster of the week type stories, but mm-hmm. there's a thread. Like it it ties into either the Crusader uh, with the Resurrection Crusaders or the Damnation Army. It seems like they're starting to plant that seed. Exactly. And I liked the writing a lot. Like, it was really growing yeah. on me. Oh, the next story was the Vietnam Soldiers one. Man. Right. Man, there's some... There's some, Even without getting into the, like, 
racial slurs and stuff like before that stuff comes in. There's some writing that's like intentionally uncomfortable, weird sexual writing about uh, the heat of the jungle and being licked by bullets and creepy stuff. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Right, right. And that's right before the like blatant football hooligan racism. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That's where Nurgle starts in. But yeah. When I mentioned the racial slurs and stuff like that, it's because the race came up a little bit last episode. We talked about this. Uh, racism is it racist and this book definitely still never takes that stance but it does not shy away from bad characters or just realistic characters that throw words around mm-hmm. um right racist characters in fact racist yeah. characters homophobic characters yeah it doesn't shy away from that stuff at all i find the book gets a some for the most part gets kind of a better balance between the stories feel like there there's usually still some kind of uh, so social commentary mm-hmm. in a lot of it. Like there's definitely, I mean, it's obvious most times, but I feel like it's got a better balance of like having it there, but also incorporating it into the story. They go into the Vietnam war and, uh, you see a rape scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like they, they flat out tell you it's terrible. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting story too. And really odd. Like, I don't know why, why, why that, but I guess they, that also tied into, the Salvation Army, as we'll call them now. Um, <laughs> the Salvation Damnation Army. But that one felt like a Twilight Zone until it got really heavy. Yeah. Then it got. Well, yeah, because like the guy is kind of just stuck in that time period. And then he goes into, you know, basically a flashback that he can't he can't see through. Mm-hmm. It's you know what it feels like is like uh, what if what if the Punisher is literally just living out flashbacks. Oh yeah, I mean, like that's that's a thing that's timely. Uh, the the Punisher Netflix series. What if what if Punisher is just having hallucinations and Constantine is trying to help him work through it, but he can't because that's what this story is, right? I mean, this is it's basically this. It's a little more supernatural, but well, this plays well into I think one of the the more interesting possible talking points about this whole book is Constantine's role in this. And, you know, obviously he's, he's a morally gray character. Mm-hmm. Constantine right. does nothing. That. He, he's there to be a witness. Uh, you know, like there's some good, he's there to like provide some pretty good narration. And, you know, I, I guess what's he supposed to do, but like he just hides while like that one lady's being raped and the old people are being shot. And of mm-hmm. course, again, what's he supposed to do, but he, why is he even there? Like, it's it's weird. Like, there's no attempt to do anything. He chimes in at once to kind of, like, get the guy moving. Mm-hmm. But it's weird. Like, and I know it's intentionally off-putting that he didn't do it, that he's, like, his character doesn't do anything. But Well, and then when it's all said and done, he shows up somewhere else. And the funny thing is, like, he's, like, traveling through flyover states. He's in, like, Nebraska or Iowa. It seems like after that we start to get more into that actual ongoing plot line. Yeah, but we also get. Oh, I'm I'm gonna totally jump jump around here, but following up my issue with with Constantine, like it kind of pushed the character into a fully unlikable territory for me. His computer buddy. Yeah. Like he. Oh. He didn't even try to like. So his computer buddy, he he's got this guy who somehow through the use of drugs, magic, and I guess rock and roll. I don't know. Uh, technology. Drugs, magic, and technology can like go into the virtual space and fly around and hack things that way. Supernatural hacking. Supernatural hacking. Yeah. Some awesome, crazy writing, especially when he like breaks through or gets sucked into the fire, tongues of fire, or whatever, firewalls and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That made me think of Swamp Thing, man. Like the uh-huh. artwork was on point. For sure. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, this is well before it, but what's the what's the technology uh, elemental stuff in? Is it just the machines? The gray? Oh, I can't remember what it is. Um, oh, in the swamp thing in New stuff. Swamp I have no idea. So. Machines. Yeah, I don't know. It's just the machines. Okay. Well, there's the gray too, but the gray is like fungus and stuff. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's interesting. Now that I think about it. But anyway, his buddy, his body on the outside in the real world gets burned up, and. The guy gets back and he's talking to Constantine through the speaker. And Constantine would just oh, assume on, he unplugged the computer because he didn't have 
uh, the stones to tell the guy that his body burned up. Right. Like his body spontaneous com- spontaneous combustion. Yeah. He didn't oh, like He could have given him a robot body or something. He could have done something. Yeah. Something. Rather than let him die. Yeah. Instead he unplugged the computer and because he 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 couldn't tell him what was, I it's ridiculous. It was like, I don't know. That kind of like crossed a line of like he wasn't doing it for anyone's benefit other than him not having to explain that this dude's body got burned up. Yeah. And I'm sure feeling guilty for putting the dude in the situation in the first place, but you didn't have to kill him, assuming he's dead or whatever. Yeah. Right. So that, like, I don't know. I was like, whoa. Yeah. On, I'm on my way back as his body doesn't even have a head. And there's the end of this one where he's running with ghosts chasing him. Yeah. No, because right. Yeah. Right after that, like after his friend burns alive, he uh, gets back on the train and they're all there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he does all of them. stupid stuff. It's interesting because the ghosts, yeah, when they pop up, I think it does give credence to the fact that they're not actually ghosts. They're just his conscience because, which, you know, he has said as much. But you're like, you, you know, it's Constantine. You never know. You never know. Because he says that kind of stuff anyway, doesn't he? At that point, although I thought it, they left it kind of vague, but apparently it turned out to be the case that Raymond, Raymond, what, Raymond D, whatever, uh, his, his, his gay friend, uh-huh. who they used to do some AIDS commentary, which I think worked for the most part, except for when he said something about somebody had, it's like AIDS of the psyche or something like that. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Dial, dial it back a little bit there. But he gets killed mm-hmm. before the ghosts show back up to Constantine, but he's not with the ghosts until after the demon guy tells Constantine that his friend, that he's been killed. Mm. Then he shows up the next time. So that gives credence to the fact that, no, it's just Constantine's, uh, conscience or whatever yeah and they say right. in, they say at some point that they're not trying to attack him and then he freaks out anyway yeah yeah runs out the side of a train yeah uh, like you do like you do uh i've got to get some air okay because i know we're, we've kind of got past this part one of the issues opens with very different artwork two three three pages maybe of the scene with him and i think it was zed but it might be some just some other woman with some pretty intense writing, but like they're kind of like getting sexy in a movie theater, and then he's like tearing her skin off and tears her down to that's a skeleton. A, that's part of a dream. Was that is that what that was supposed to be? A yeah, dream? it's a dream sequence. It's uh, actually it's later when he wakes up in the hospital. Oh, is it? Uh huh. And it, he wakes up from that into another dream, and wakes up from that is like Inception, and he wakes up from that to the real world. Weird. Okay, I thought it was just a weird little short. Maybe they're like, "Well, this issue's a couple pages short. Uh, come up with something, and we got this other writer, or this other artist that'll draw it up for you." Didn't realize it was. I mean, I knew it was like connected, but not like an actual thing that was happening. Yeah. But I thought it was just some like gross flourish. Yeah, it was gross, and I'm glad. Yeah. That art was the art was good, but Constantine's hair looked super 80s, super late 80s, and I was like, I'm glad that's not the normal art because. I don't dig it. And the girl was supposed to be Zed? Maybe. Because I, I didn't get that. She didn't look like her, but I just assumed because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it was supposed to be, but it it didn't look like her at all. Because, like, Zed has mostly white hair with a little black streak. Did we talk about the four guys that they... No. The, the British boys? Yeah. The Nazis? The skinheads? Yeah. Yeah, that were going to beat up the guy that they thought was some gay guy. I don't know why. Nurgle. I mean, they were racist too, but I mean, like, uh, Nurgle was egging them on because they were already racist. I just don't know why there was the assumption that it was some gay guy. Oh, yeah. Because he went to the place he went into, maybe? Uh, That might be. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming it's because of the, like, neighborhood or whatever, the corner Uh, or that kind of thing. I mean, it it doesn't really matter in the long run. It doesn't matter either because when they get in there, it's the demon and he messes them up, but I. I like this demon character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this first, like his first thing where he's the, got in the underground with the Damnation Army and he refashions these four skinhead guys into this one creature. See that? Yeah, that annoyed me because it made me think of that creature um, in Swamp Thing. And was like, oh, you're you're just going back to the well. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. That part with that demon was okay, but when the demon shows up later after Constantine threw himself out of a a train, Mm -hmm. he shows up in the hospital, 
I I enjoyed the demon quite a bit. Like oh man, little... yeah, that was creepy. That was like, oh, that's uncomfortable. Oh, the tongue stuff that was so gross. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I I liked his attitude. At one point when he's talking to him, he just like walks over and I'm guessing he's killed this cop over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was like, there was blood dripping from his hand. Yeah, he just walks over in the middle of talking and like picks the cop up, holds him there for a second, and then puts him on a coat rack. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, oh yeah, There's no reason for that. He just did it, and I thought that was fun. Like he's a weird playful demon playful in a i don't know whatever he just he just doesn't care hang him up you know he did it to amuse himself just like Haha. when he made that one creature with of the four guys mm-hmm. it was either then or when it was attacking or something but he said something along the lines of i think i think uh, john will or constantine will appreciate the humor here or something like that yeah yeah oh and then he no, does laugh right. right like constantine uh-huh. sees it and he's like oh my god like he yeah. gets the joke Ugh, gross. Yeah, he is not super likable. Constantine, no. No. No, definitely not. Do not be friends. Don't. Mm-mm. Don't be friends with Constantine. I can't remember. Like, does he laugh when he first sees it? Or does he laugh when he's like, oh, I know totally how to, like, thwart this? I kind of feel like he laughs when he first sees it. Mm-hmm. And I could be wrong, but it seemed like he started laughing. And then the idea come to mind. But... Oh you know, yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, I think I think he laughed at at it and the ridiculousness of it, maybe. Uh huh. And then yeah, and then he got it, and then he's laughed more. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, like sh- it's totally attacking Zed, and he starts laughing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like this is not the right time to laugh, dude. But he sees the tattoos, and that's where he gets the idea. What became of that creature? It tore itself apart. Did it tear itself apart? Yeah, yeah. because they okay. because they like different football teams. Football being soccer because UK. British boys. Yep. Soccer hooligans. So, uh, spoilers, of course. Zed turns out to be like the... The Mary. The Mary for this, this the, the Salvation Army. <laughs> and I'm a little unclear. So basically she was supposed to give birth to the to God? Or Yeah. Or the second coming of Jesus, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. A new uh, messiah. And they kind of had her on a brainwashing trip. They eventually got her and like convinced her to stick around. It didn't even seem like they really brainwashed her that hard. It was just like, you. there's no point in fighting because we're just going to bring you back and this is your fate. Accept it. Yeah. And she kind of did. They resolve it all in this weird little one shot. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, do they? Is it actually resolved at that point? Because I thought it was going to continue on into the swamp thing stuff, but it didn't. It like takes a weird twist that I'm assuming was a ongoing thing in Swamp Thing, but it just takes this turn out of nowhere that I wasn't expecting. I mean, he kind of they, they kind, kind of, of resolved it. Yeah, they kind of resolved it, but it's like, is that really like the end of the conflict? Like, I don't know. It seems like a lot of setup to. To resolve like that. But, I mean, I appreciate that it wasn't, like, some big fight. It was Constantine, in order to get healed, had uh, the demon had given Constantine some of his blood. And then Constantine went and made a love. Consummated, with, yeah. With with Zed or Mary. Which uh, basically which besmirched before. her. <laughs> but now, she's, now he's got demon blood. So now that's, yeah. like, total defilement, apparently. So, so no holy roller... Jesus baby is going to climb into that lady anymore. So that's taken care of. So he's Nope. Not with demon sperm. Her? Mm-hmm. The demon sperm, that's the savior, right? So I mean it seemed like it seemed like an <laughs> Yes. It's it's a, it's a it's a long story. The way you said demon sperm, that's the savior. What were they going right? to do surgical to her? That was weird. They were going to oh, do man, some yeah. stuff to her. I don't know. Was, was that like a lobotomy or what? I don't know. They never said. Or they drugged her up at some point. Maybe they have to surgically implant G- baby Jesus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but how weird to go from that weird baby thing to another weird baby thing. So the reason why I, I this really took me by surprise is because, okay, so he made it so that they couldn't, they wouldn't, couldn't or wouldn't use Zed slash Mary for this purposes. Mm-hmm. The damnation army's still out there. Like the nothing's been changed there, and the salvation army's still yeah, there. Nothing's been changed look there. At, look, really? Look at the damnation army, not the salvation. The damnation. Uh huh. There was it was like a, a couple brainwashed losers in a in a 
sewer. Well, I don't think they really have to worry that much about them. There was a bunch of them, but I mean, when it comes down to it, it's just the demon guy. Yeah. Organize or uh, ordering them to do stuff is right. That's the risk, but. And it, the thing was with her, it was going to tip the bal- the balance of good and evil a lot of whack. It wouldn't be balanced at all. It would be all you know. So really, he was just keeping keeping everything in check. So neither side was overpowering the other. I should really have that changed to petty dabbler. I hate to put on airs. <laughs> yeah, he just gives some spiel about how he only he doesn't ever do anything. He just watches, which I, I thought of when earlier when you were talking about how he doesn't help his friends or whatever. Okay, so anyway, I was really enjoying the writing. Yes, which I don't I don't think we mentioned names, but now is a good time to mention names. It's time to name names. Yeah, before we talk about Swamp Thing. The writing for all of the Constantine stuff and one of the two Swamp Thing issues in here was by Jamie Delano. And the art... Was everybody. Most of the art was John Ridgway. We also do get some other some other um, artists on stuff. Tom Mandrake. Oh, Rich, Rick Veach, who is also the writer of the Swamp Thing issue. Right. Did art, did pencils on the Swamp Thing issue. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know he was a writer and artist. That's that's interesting. Uh, we got a Brett Evans and Jim McCarthy. Brett Evans and Jim McCarthy did that weird short little story in the movie theater, or short little uh, art. The art for that short story in the movie theater. But yeah, most for the most part, it's uh, Jamie Delano and John Ridgway. I am going to, and maybe this is a name I should know, but offhand I don't. But I'm totally going to look into more Jamie Delano stuff because I was enjoying his writing quite a bit, and it I kind of kind of felt like it got better. I guess it didn't start off bad. Maybe I just acclimatized to his style. But I, yeah, I liked it quite a bit. So much so that when I got to the issue that I thought I would really enjoy, I was like, what's this crap? Right, right, yeah. Like, I was loving this until I hit the Swamp Thing issue, and then I was really thrown. Yeah. Yeah, the first one. We were so looking forward to it because you had even mentioned it last, uh, what, two episodes ago. When you were you had said you know Swamp Thing shows up in the tobacco and I was like oh I'm um, looking forward to that you know and then I then I got there and I was like oh yes this and then and then what uh huh what well I was really thrown by Swamp Thing taking over his body I was like right not not to say he couldn't but when has he ever done that well apparently right after Alan Moore yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, this is post-Swamp Studies. Uh, for longtime listeners, you know, go back, and we did the whole Alan Moore Saga of the Swamp Thing run. We did not continue past that. This happens past that. Yeah, it can't be too long past that either. There were ones where he talked about invading the, you know, flora of the human body. So, I mean, he's... Yeah, he, like, messed with the probiotic of the body, but, like, he didn't... He didn't like possess a possess somebody. Well, he murdered somebody that way. Right, yeah. right. He hadn't gone full like, on though. When he was Constantine, there was no evidence that Constantine was even conscious in there. Like you know yeah. what I mean? He wouldn't have been really, because even when he switches with other, he switches bodies later with um, people. But I and then they have to take his body and take care of it while he's away. But where did Constantine go? That's what I'm saying. Well, unless. It's he's in the tobacco swamp. Is he in the green? What? Where's Constantine? Constantine Oh my god! Yeah, dude, I want that. I want that spinoff. Where's Where's Constantine? It's Constant Swamp Ting. (laughs) (laughs) It worked better than I thought it would. Okay, thanks. Wow. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I want that. So anyway, I was confused by that, but whatever. Constantine. Or uh, something, God power. So I'll accept it. It's like he wasn't powerful enough. Now he can just straight up possess you. Yeah. And we don't get enough after it to really get what the plan is, even though Constantine shows up in the next issue after this, because it seemed like it was Constantine's plan because he was trying to hide the demon blood from Swamp Thing. But Swamp Thing was like, this is a ha ha. This is, I sprung this on him. He had no idea. This is my, I'm going to take his body and do my own thing with it. So I'm so confused. It seems so convoluted. I want, I want to know what happens because, like, I don't believe that uh, Constantine, like, planned this at all because it doesn't seem like he plans much of anything. 
uh, Swamp Thing's just like, all right, we're going to do this. And they're like, oh, I, I, I did a whole scan of his body to make sure he doesn't have any STDs. And he's he's totally clean, except, well, there's a little little something there, but I don't know what it is. So I'm sure it's fine because he's a sorcerer. I'm sure you can't catch it. Right. Even like, though oh. it's demon blood, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Well, maybe that demon blood is a catalyst, and that's how the the Messiah and the, the the green Messiah will both be born. You're right. It'll be the light and the dark green. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, my. It's army green and it's forest green at the same time. And they kept calling it the sprout, so I get the impression that like we're coming in on the middle of some Swamp Thing stuff that we yeah. don't know anything about. Right. And if we're not, if they, that's the first time they mention it in Swamp Thing, that's bad. But I'm assuming that it's not the case. Mm-hmm. But like we were saying, we talked about this before, this Rick Beach, like I don't like his Swamp Thing. Like I don't like the way Swamp Thing is written here. Right. He's doesn't, he doesn't feel like Swamp Thing at all. And when I did, I have read a little bit past the uh, Alan Moore stuff and this is who picks it up. Like I kind of lost interest pretty quick because it felt like some... I don't know. The Abby and Swamp Thing relationship didn't feel right. It felt like there's kind of some forced, uh, not hostility, but like friction in the relationship that didn't feel like it didn't feel natural. It was like after it didn't gel with everything that came before. Yeah. I Yeah. Like you and I had this conversation online off this podcast, but it was like he was trying to keep all the plates spinning, you know, like mm-hmm. everything that. Alan Moore had set into uh, into action. You had Etrigan. You had the uh, what, what was it? The Phantom Stranger. You had Anton. You had Anton in hell. Oh yeah, being tortured, Li- like little one off. You yeah, know, like right. off to the side, little sidebar thing. Like, hey, we're gonna totally torture you, Anton, and you're just gonna laugh through it until you realize, oh no, what you didn't want is still happening. And then you had Constantine, and then you had Matt, who is Abby's uh, actual husband, you know, like, but in catatonic, hey. catatonic hus- husband kind of thing. Actual uh, is right. not a nice term to use for legal. Okay, legal, legal, catatonic, <laughs> those two things. Matt, Matt husband, that guy. Uh, they they did all of that. Like they they tapped into all of that. Uh, and it just felt like he was trying too hard. Like, yeah, it just didn't really work for me. Yeah, like here's all the Alan Moore stuff, and Swampy is still a jerk. Mm. So it's supposed to, it's played off as a joke, and yeah, it's not a bad joke. But Swamp Thing, while in the body of Constantine, also there's some inconsistencies between the two books. But whatever, it's a different writer, so you don't know. They don't know necessarily know. But uh, he gets a tattoo of. A sail ship or a sailboat or something? I don't know. Oh, he gets a tattoo I thought it was something. a tree. That's supposed or to be something. a leaf. Oh, it was a tree. Okay. He gets a tattoo of a tree on Constantine's butt. That doesn't seem like Swamp Thing. It seems so petty. Like, mm-hmm. right. It just seems beyond Swamp Thing. Like, he wouldn't have any interest in doing that. Right. And even later, like, they, they had kind of a fun swampy moment where Abby gets upset and, like, Swamp, swamp Thing's having a hard time understanding it. And he's like, kind of even says something like, Oh, I'm sorry. I forget about something. I forget something about forgetting about. Yeah, human yeah. Emotions After it was like, like that. supremely awkward. Like he waits until it's absolutely awful, and then he's like, "Oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> you have emotions, <laughs> <laughs> right?" He's like Data from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Like, oh, interesting. Well, Swampy, it kind of seems like there's a few you understand yourself, like a. Uh, pettiness all of a sudden mm-hmm. but and what's why is he having a baby with uh this woman if he doesn't have emotion for her yeah he, he loves her i know he does right but, that's a, but he doesn't emotion. get her he just loves her yeah yeah see it just didn't work it didn't work for me M- my uh my explanation for it was this is your brain this is your brain on john constantine <laughs> yeah that's true that's true and also, like I, I, I was kind of giving it the benefit of a doubt of the doubt because, uh, like I said, I was really on board with the writing up until that point. Then when it switched over to R- Rick Veach's stuff, 
it just wasn't, it wasn't cutting it for me. I was like, it's just, this is, it's not the same. It's not the same. So maybe it's just a matter of like, you know, I was really grooving on that writing and this isn't bad. It's just not the same. Right. But I don't know. I I just don't, I didn't really care for the characterizations. And then next issue, uh, we get Jamie, uh, Jamie Delano again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Writing swamp thing. Guest writing swamp thing. And I thought it was better. I, it's, it's it's still dealing with the same storyline, but I kind of thought it was a little bit better. And it's weird, though, because, like, Swampy's all like, we should do this. Let's do this. Come on, let's do this. And then he's like, what's wrong with you? Why are you different now? Why do you feel so different Well, because <laughs> he's, he's, he's a better Swamp Thing all of a sudden. He's like, oh, wait, I do have emotions. Wait, I do wait, understand I other am, than pettiness. I, I am jealous about this. This is a problem. This is not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I liked... and. It was, again, having fun. Like, it was a writer that, not to say, okay, there might be, like, Rick Veach lovers out there. <laughs> not, like, lovers, but yeah, fans who are like, you you, you don't know gets about Rick Veach or Swamp Thing. You need to read this. And, like, that's fair. True. But, and, and there was some interesting concepts going on in there. But then we get back, we get, like, it's kind of a return to fun concepts. Where, like, there's even a mention of Blue Planet Swampy. Yeah. In the second Swamp Thing issue. But he's trying to, like, make himself look normal, like a normal person. So there's all these, like, husks of, like, uh, a messed up looking Batman and Superman and various, a dude with a guitar and a Constantine that he tried to make. I think one of them was the Charlie guy that, her friend, is his name Charlie? That, with Liz. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was interesting. Which issue was that? Where both of them? I think that was the first Swamp Thing. Like, okay. like it happens in that first one, but then uh, they reference it in the second one. Charlie and Liz are a thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, Abby is not getting it. <laughs> right, right. But she pretends, but no. She stole their money. She did steal their money. <laughs> it's like, well, you guys were getting it on, and I needed some cash. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, I didn't really. This is some weird drama between the two. Weird relationship drama. And Abby takes off and then gets hit on by a swinger couple and takes off from them and then meets up with John Constantine somehow for some reason and gets hammered. It's really weird to set that up, to, like, have that last issue. You don't really know how that, like, what's Constantine's role in this? Like, he's there. Does he know anything about what happened? It seems like he doesn't. I don't know. That's the thing about, like... Delano's writing is really good at hammering home that really awkward thing and then, like, taking it full circle. Like, it's uncomfortable, but then we think about it. Whereas the Veach stuff was just uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable, too. And I'm sure that was a goal, and he succeeded. But it was, was, so that that was uncomfortable. Yes, I agree. Because in the end, Constantine, like, did everything right. He did nothing that was untoward. He uh, made her. He basically went out and got her breakfast, and then brought her home. Everything is right in the world. Yeah, it's true. But you know, you could. I mean, you know, I don't. I don't trust him. Back on when you're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. But true. it does seem like, and not that he wouldn't. Well, not that he'd necessarily do that, but not that he wouldn't be opposed to making Swamp Thing mad because he does quite often. I would think he would. Be like maybe not mess with the uh, elemental plant god. Well, he messes with uh, demons and it's true stuff all the time. He's got he's got some stones, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I think they make reference to that even. And in the end, that's it. That's it. That's pretty much the end of it. And that is Ta-da. part of my problem with it. Is like what? So I. Like I want to, I want to read more, but I was also, I, I had this moment where I was like, I am simultaneously so relieved to be done because mm-hmm. this style of writing takes a little bit longer, and I'm ready to read something else. But at the same time, what? What's next? Yeah, I agree. I like agree. like Zed. Is that is that really how it ends? Is that is that it's it? That's that's all it is. Yep, now she just gets to be a, a Salvation Army old maiden or something. So I know that this that Delano, this writer, wrote the second volume. So right. I'm assuming that's what, probably another seven to nine, seven, eight issues. 
and then I think it might switch to somebody else. Was it? Is that Garth Ennis after that? I think so, but I could be wrong. I know that Garth Ennis, Garth Ennis? like he he writes later. But yeah, I'm I'm on board with you there, Jesse, because I'm actually like really kind of want to read more of this Constantine run to see where it goes because it seems like there's they've he's he's set a lot of stuff up that I guess could have been resolved by this, but. It doesn't seem like there was much else set up, and I know the writer continues writing it, so I feel like this probably keeps going. I kind of hope his computer buddy comes back somehow. Maybe becomes a good villain for, or, you know, something. Uh, some type of adversary for him or something. Because Constantine deserves it. <laughs> right, right. Well, and I had heard so many good things about the Constantine run. You know, like the ori- everybody talks about original Hellblazer kind of like they do... Uh, the Alan Moore Swamp Thing run. So I, I kind of had high expectations, and I think that it's still coming. That's how I feel about it. Like, not that I didn't like this stuff. Like, this first volume is great, but I feel like the other shoe has not quite dropped. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I kind of want to, I definitely kind of want to read more constant, more of this Hellblazer run than I want to pick up that some of that Swamp Thing run that I've been putting off for a long time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Especially right. Especially now. Right, yeah. Although I'm curious as to where that goes, but... I'm curious where so many things go, man. Yeah? Yeah. That's what I she said. Time. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, time. Time to read that stuff. I, I gotcha, for sure. I just find... Oh, that, this is a slight aside, because it seems like we're about done with this Constantine talk, but I just... After I finished Constantine, I was like, yeah, I kind of want to read some more stuff because it got me back. I was like, I, I blew through that, so why not? Why stop now? So I finally synced up a bunch of uh, the Batman, the modern Batman stuff that I am so far behind. Oh. Almost a year behind on most comics. And the first, I started reading the first issue, but then got sidetracked by something. Uh, but the first issue is the Brave in the Mold or whatever, so it's Swamp Thing and Batman. Cool. And... I'm really curious about it because it starts with uh, some guy being murdered and Batman in, in Gotham and Batman and Gordon are there checking it out. And then Swamp Thing shows up and there's a pretty great moment where Gordon's like wigged out like, uh, and then looks at Batman and Batman hasn't even flinched. And he's like, uh, I'm assuming you, you, whatever. He's like, oh, you're not surprised by this. And Batman's just like, what are you doing here, Alec? <laughs> Something like that. But anyway, point is, and then Swamp Thing's like, that's my father, this guy that got murdered. And I'm like, what what what's all this? So intriguing. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I want to find out how Swamp Thing's father got murdered. And just a few pages of it I've read so far, better swampy. Oh. Better swampy than this. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I suppose. But that's Tom Tom King. Oh yeah, that would do it. Yeah. See, I'm reading uh, I'm reading Detective Comics, and uh, that's all been Tim Drake, but that's been pretty good too. Yeah. And last night I I cracked a Doomsday Clock and everybody is going crazy about Doomsday Clock. Uh, I'm not convinced yet, but I'll report back. Is this that Wait, is this is this is this what we've been finally waiting for? Yeah, yeah, this is uh, you know, this is the follow-up to the button. What did we when did we call it? Didn't we say it'd be like November before we got anything else? <laughs> yeah, we might have. We might have. And, I bet. And uh, I bet we nailed it. if that's true, we were right. Yeah, I think we nailed it. Yep, nailed it. Boom, boom. Go back and listen to the episode where we talk about the the button. It's the Flash and Batman crossover couple issues. And then uh, and then do this. Do hashtag in the future. Boom. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. That's why yeah. you. That's why you listen to us because we know things. Hashtag some stuff. We know things before <laughs> we, they we, happen. We know the hashtags with the things. We were also kind of mocking it because, like, we're, seriously, you're going to make us wait a half a year for the rest of this? <laughs> right. And they did. Yep. But we were, yeah. And we were right, so. Yeah. Yep. So I stopped reading all comics until then, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, just because you knew, that's why. That's funny because that is the last Batman stuff I'd read. Is it really? Button. Oh, man. And, yeah. That's how far... Like, but, you know, whatever. I've been busy. Right, right. So, but now we got to read some Paper Girls. Yeah. yeah. I need yeah. to catch up on some Batmans. Paper Girls. Is that like the little dolls that you <laughs> Those are paper dolls. Or, but, 
We'll, yeah. we'll see what this is. I don't know. I have no idea what this is. But uh, Matt D, Spunk, don't you Spunky, own it? You, I, I'm trusting you. Spunk D. Spunk Brewster. Oh, oh, I like that. Spunk, Spunk, Brewster. Spunk, Spunk D. D. Brewster. Spunk D. Brewster. Uh, Spunk D. Brewster. <laughs> Listen, if you got a nickname, <laughs> you, you're in. Yeah, right, right. You're in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. So, we already did letters page, right? Yep. Thank God. <laughs> it's yeah. so weird to go right from this to okay well i guess we should prepare ourselves okay for some movie quotes unless you guys had any final words on constantine nope do not do not be friends with john constantine under any circumstances he'll unplug don't you be friends with him he'll unplug you don't do oh, don't do any favors and see that's so because that is not like the guy that's not the guy's fault at all like, no. Yeah, the guy went a little further than he should have, but he was doing Constantine a favor. And it's not like the case of his last friend that we've seen Constantine royally screw over because that guy kind of brought in a little bit, even though it's kind of Constantine's fault too, brought it on himself. But actually, we saw that one guy die too, the old guy. I don't know if that was before or after though, but... Yeah, that was Constantine's fault, but that wasn't... He wasn't even there. He didn't even know about it. That wasn't... That was Constantine's fault, but that's like... Something he should feel guilty about, but he's not directly responsible for. I mean, I guess he kind of is, but it's not like he was like, hey, uh, bad guys, go kill my friend. Yeah. I like that character, too. I thought he was interesting. I don't think he's ever like, bad guys, go kill my friend, but... Raymondi. Was it Raymondi or Mo- something like that? Uh, we didn't really even talk much about the artwork, but in general, I like the artwork. Yeah. It's pretty detailed. It looks... Fairly consistent. Time, yeah. In a... In a in a good way, not a bad way. And there were some scenes where I was like, oh, this is vaguely Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. There's some interesting layouts, and I never had issues with the balloon uh, following the dialogue balloons. Like, even if they were a little weird where they'd kind of snake back and forth, they were placed, uh, spaced out in, like, a the perfect way to, like, lead your eye to where it needed to go. So that's always good. When you can tell they're experimenting with it. Oh, there's there's the guy. What's his name? Ray, yeah, it's Ray Mondi. Uh, it's R A Y first name last name M O N D E. Might just be Raymond. Oh, it's probably Raymond, but I like Raymondi because it <laughs> sounds good. Raymond. Because it's Ray like Mond. Spunk D Brewster. Yeah. Yeah, you do. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. I'm Christmas Rick. Guess, is there a Christmas Rick? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> This is our December episode. This is the closest to uh, oh, Christmas. Oh, this has episode. been our Christmas episode. Yeah, yeah, for real. Because happy you know, holiday. Yeah, happy. Here's your Christmas present. You can unwrap some Swamp Thing, Awkward Abby, Constantine. <laughs> the three way. <laughs> it's it, it's okay. It's okay. Just don't make on eye contact. It's it's okay. Just don't make eye contact. Yep. That'll make it weird. Just don't look. Oh my god! So close! He kicked out! He kicked out! He kicked out! Tune in to the Kickouts, your weekly pro wrestling guys, right here on the Electric Media Collective Podcast Network. Covering all the latest news, results, previews, rumors, and more from the world of professional wrestling, as well as covering the wrestling scene right here in Ireland. Alright, come on, we're in! This is awesome. We're in the Grolic Studios. Look, it's a plate of Mel's Hot Biscuits. I've heard about those. Oh my god, check it out. Jesse and Randy's Beard Oil. I didn't know you can buy that in buckets. Well, that Sam Club's membership is really paying off. Okay, let's get in their computer and drop this promo. Okay, let's do it. We're the Roman Podcast, and in the future, we're sneaking a promo on the Grolic Show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no, no, okay, seriously. Here we go. I'm Roman LeBeau. And I'm Rob Gast. And we're from the Roman Podcast. We're just two Canadian guys getting together once a week to put our own spin on weird stories and trending news. That's right. You can get our show every Wednesday night on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, the Laughable app, and of course, here on the EMC Podcast Network. Okay, I think this. I think we got it. Uh, put that in their show. Let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. While I'm in their computer, I'm just going to update their comic book pull list for the next few months. What are you adding? Captain Canuck, of course. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you.
This has been Randy. Much Grolics in the swamp, if only you look. This is Jesse. You wanted to know who I am, Zero Cool? Well, let me explain the new Grolics order. Governments and corporations need people like you and me. We are samurai, the keyboard cowboys, and all those other people who have no idea what's going on are the cattle. Moo! This is Melanie, and I shot Grolix in the face. He's real, and I shot him in the face. Thank you for listening to the Grolix Podcast. The Grolix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vorpal Arrow Studios. For more Grolix Podcasts, check out GrolixPodcast.com. Also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, YouTube, ElectronicMediaCollective.com, Facebook.com slash Grolix Podcast, Twitter.com slash Grolix Podcast, all the dot com slash all the Grolix Podcasts. What is it? That's intense. What's it from? Harold and Kumar, a very 3D Christmas. <laughs> hey, that works. Oh, yeah. yes. God, I've never seen that. Nope.